Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. afternoon or good evening everyone welcome it's another medical monday here and we are here for a brand new episode of should you take that case our goal here as always is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys It's me, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, Lisa Wade. I am your host today and every Monday. I am owner of Wade Nurse Consultants. Uh, Think of us when you have medical record reviews or medical chronological timelines you need done. But I am also the creator of the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group here in our LinkedIn community. That's where I get all of our wonderful attorney guests. We use this as an opportunity to get to know one another. And we're going to do that today with our guest, Andrew C. Laufer. And he's from New York. We're going to talk to him all about how he began as an attorney. But first, we are going to take a peek over here in our comments section, our chat, and see if anybody is visiting us live today so we can say hello to you. If you are an attorney, put an A in that chat. If you are a paralegal, put a P, legal assistant, put an L in there. And if you are a part of Women Owned Law, that is a wonderful organization that I am a part of. And they are doing groundbreaking work created to advance legal women entrepreneurs. So if you're out there, put a W in that chat, Women Owned Law. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you, everybody, for taking time out of your day to be with us for another episode of Should You Take That Case? Now, let me introduce to you our guest attorney guests for today. Andrew Laufer is a zealous advocate for victims of police misconduct and prison abuse and has been litigating civil rights actions for over 21 years in and around the city of New York. He is the principal of the law office of Andrew C. Laufer, PLLC. He has also lectured at the New York State Trial Lawyers Association for attorneys interested in litigating 
false arrest, malicious prosecution, and excessive force claims against law enforcement in both New York State and federal courts, and has written numerous articles for NISLA's Bill of Particulars. He is an active member of the Board of Directors for the New York State Trial Lawyers Association, National Police Accountability Project, and the American Association for Justice, and the Brooklyn Bar Association. And now I'll bring to you today, here he is, Andrew C. Laufer. Hello, Andrew. How are you, Lisa? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, I really appreciate you bringing me on. Ah, how's the weather in New York? It's a little chilly, but it's been unseasonably warm lately. It's kind of oh. weird, but yeah, it, well, mild. Pennsylvania. We're not. I'm in Philly. It's not so far from you, and uh, it, it's a it's a little overcast, a little strange. But I had to turn the heat on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it had to happen. I'm usually turning on as late as humanly possible, but yeah. it's on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for being with us today, and we're going to have you here and talk about how medical records come up during your litigations. You're going to tell us all about that. But first, we want to hear all about you. How did you start out in this area of law and why? (laughs) You know, it's something that I feel very passionate about. Um, I really believe in what I'm doing. And obviously, you know, it it can be profitable if done correctly and, you know, um, you know, with, with, with persistence. Um, they're difficult cases, civil rights cases, but, you know, I also do a little bit of personal injury, but, you know, primarily that's what I do is civil rights. And I, you know, I, I mean, I really believe in what I do, you know, it, it, it's, it's really, it really gives me a great sense of satisfaction to help people who have been victims of police misconduct and also uh, within prison, in prisons, um, you know, getting them justice. And, you know, just because, you know, you, you may be in prison doesn't mean that you've given up all your rights. You still do have rights. You have a right not to be beaten by, you know, correction officers. Um, you have a right to, you know, be treated humanely. Um, you know, prison obviously is not a comfortable place, but and it shouldn't be. But at the same time, you shouldn't have to fear for your life or safety. Um, you know, with regard to the, the police matters, you know, you have a lot of rights as, as a pretrial detainee. So, you know, um, you know, when I see those rights are violated or when, you know, uh, police officers engage in excessive force, you know, I really feel, um, you know, strongly about advocating on behalf of my client. Oh, and uh, I've been doing this type of law probably for, you know, since over 21 years, you had mentioned and, um, you know, I had other, I knew other attorneys that were doing it and I started taking out some of these cases and I found I just really, you know, as I said, just, it just clicked with me. It just, it just works for me. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it, it sounds like, uh, you are, have, you enjoy being an advocate. I do. I really Excellent. do. I'm so glad. And, um, well, let me ask quick. So, cause sometimes, uh, Every time the, the attorneys come on, they, they might say they did not start out on that track. Some people have been doing lots of other things before they became attorneys. Were you always on that attorney track? Yeah, you know, I, I was. Um, I, you know, graduated 
when I graduated from college, I took a year off. Then I went to law school. And then ever since, you know, I graduated in 97 until I got admitted to the bar, I was doing, you know, working as an attorney. It just, you know, I wasn't doing this per se. Uh, back then in the late nineties, I was more of a commercial litigator, real estate guy. Um, but then, you know, I evolved into this after I opened up my firm. All right. Excellent. Now uh, the cases that you work on, how do you pick and choose what is a, a good or reasonable, uh, case to take? Well, a lot of it comes down to probable cause, um, you know, whether or not in, in police misconduct cases, the, the officer's had probable cause to act in the manner that they did. They had you know, had reason under the law um, to do what they you know to do what they did, and, and, and in that respect, don't um, have any kind of you know liability with regard to their conduct. So you know the first thing you want to do is is check that out. You know if there's a complaining witness, that kind of insulates the police. If someone decides to stupidly attack police officers. Um, you know, that clearly, you know, whatever injuries he or she may be, you know, sustain as a result are most likely not, comp- you know, you can't uh, compensate someone, you know, for, 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 for creating the danger themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, same within prisons, you know, if, if, if inmates start attacking, you know, other prisoners or, you know, you want to stay away from those cases, things of that nature. But even in situations like that, um, whether you're a CO or a police officer, you, you, you're, you're, you're duty bound to use force that is reasonably necessary to overcome the force you're being confronted with. So in other words, if you just could hold someone down until they calm down, um, but instead you take your taser out and tase the heck out of them, that still would be considered excessive force. So really depends on a case-by-case basis. That's how I bet them. Okay. So now we're to medical records. How do medical records pop up uh, during these civil litigations? How often do they come up for you? All the time. Um, You know, a lot of times when, uh, you know, police engage in excessive force or or when, you know, correction officers do that or they fail to protect someone, uh, who who gets beaten? You know, I get a lot of cases from Rikers Island. You know, uh, from city prisons, from all over the place. A lot of slashings, a lot of stabbings, a lot of um, you know situations that if the the prison officials acted pro- appropriately and properly, they they you know things like that wouldn't occur. Um, so I you know ninety percent of my cases has some sort of physical injury compo- component in, you know um, involved with it. Uh, so then obviously, you know, I have to vet those medical records, you know, and and, and see what kind of injuries we've got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do, when those medical records come up, do you have a particular process or procedure uh, that you use to to review them and uh, get what you need from them? Yeah, I mean, yes, you know, I, I'm pretty familiar doing this over the years about, you know, vetting those things. But the biggest issue that I, I confront in, you know, um, in, in being in the city and especially during times of COVID is actually getting the medical records. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've literally had to have either my, you know, employees of mine or, you know, myself go down to the hospital with a HIPAA and say, Hey, you need to give me those, those medical records. We've been waiting for them for, for a long time, or I'll have the client go down there. I try to avoid that because it's usually, you know, like clients, family go down there. It's usually, um, you know, it's, they're going through a difficult time and I don't want to, you know, if they're not up for it, I don't want to put the burden on them. 
Um, but the biggest problem is just getting them. Uh, you know, it's, it's incredible how, how many hoops you got to jump through sometimes just to get these medical records. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can see how that could be a, a, a very bothersome for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, and when they come, uh, do you ever have any problems or concerns or questions about uh, their completeness? Uh, you know, how, how do you know that everything is there that, that's going to tell you the whole story? You know, that's a very good question. Um, at times, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, we've gotten some and hospital claims that this is everything. And it's impossible because all it is is our MRI reports or, you know, something, mm-hmm. some EKG test, you know, and that's it. I'm like, the guy went at the ER uh, with with fracture, you know, and, and you're telling me that all you have is this, you know, X-ray, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I mean, you know, there's definitely issues like that and it's just more, being, being the, 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 you know, the squeaky wheel, so to speak, and just trying to be persistent in getting it, but it's a real time suck. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have, you know, I'm a small firm. I have employees certainly, but we have a lot of work and there's a lot of things to do and I don't want them on the phone all day, just trying to get this information. Um, it, it shouldn't have to be this difficult, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I can, I can see how that could be frustrating for you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, we talked a little bit about the like, it's hard to get those medical records. It's, it's you know, confusing to know if it's all complete or, you know, what's missing. Um, I just wanted to ask a, <laughs> a small question. Uh, you're part of the attorney medical record resource group that, that I have here at LinkedIn. And I, I give like a little uh tips or information about some things you might find in medical records. I'm just trying to see, are there any particular topics that you might, you know, want to hear a little more information about certain injuries that come up uh, during, during uh, these uh, civil cases, the laboratory tests, things like that. Is there any, any particular medical record topic that interests you? Well, you know, I think it's more about medical treatment. A lot of what I run into is when, you know, these prisoners get injured and they need an MRI. You know, the shoulder got dislocated. You've got a torn rotator. You know, you've got meniscal injuries. Um, They're not getting PT. They're not going through a conservative course of treatment. And rarely, if ever, do they get surgery while they're incarcerated. Um, You know, uh, it's different when they're they're over a year and they have to go upstate in, in New York. But when they're in Rikers or a city jail or, or a county jail or something like that, it's just impossible to really kind of get the full history, get the full you know injury picture um, from whatever nonsense I get sent um, by their 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 treating you know facility. Um, you know what what would work probably is if someone can kind of opine from those records what you know these medical facilities could have done and what you know. Um, what you know type of injuries they you know the prisoner seems to have and what the appropriate treatment would have been i mean you know i'm kind of delving into more of a you know medical malpractice eighth amendment deliberate difference to a serious medical condition you know denial of, of of medical care things of that nature um but you know that that's something that you know you've got a few pieces of a puzzle you know i'm and i'm, I'm asking to you know you to fill in the other fill in the blank so to speak of what what went on here and what more could have been done you know, mm-hmm. if, if certain things are traumatically related, things of that nature. Ah, so so what you know, what the regular standard of care is for an injured shoulder or right. uh, uh, 
you know, whatever injury that's sustained and, and that it sounds like they should be getting just because they're in prison doesn't mean they shouldn't be getting that that same level of medical care. Yeah, It's usually bandages and an aspirin. That's that's generally how they treat well, everything. So, well, that's that's unfortunate. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are doing good and important work. Trying. <laughs> All right. Well, lastly, you've given a lot of good information. You've given a lot of wonderful advice, but I'm just asking, is there anything else that you haven't covered? Any more advice that you have for fledgling or veteran attorneys like yourself uh, when they get these cases that have medical records, if they should take them or shouldn't take them? What advice that you have any that you have left for them? That, that's the biggest thing, you know, even even a veteran attorney could be a beginner because they're just trying starting out to do this type of work. So you really need to vet these cases carefully because you don't want to face a summary judgment motion or even a motion to dismiss after putting thousands of dollars or, or thousands, you know, hundreds of hours into a case. So you really want to be careful. You want to avoid cases that have complaining witnesses. But I mean, every case is different. You really kind of got to go through all the, you know, the, the minutia, so to speak, and, and, and really kind of figure out. All right. Did the police have probable cause here? Was there a complaining witness? If not, if if it's if it's the police officer's word versus the arrestee's word, well then, okay, that's step one. You're okay, you're good. Did it go before a grand jury? Did the police, you know, conspire to commit a fraud upon the grand jury? I mean, you know, did they did they falsify evidence? Did they fake evidence? Things of that nature. I see that a lot. Um, so you know, there's just so many little things that you need to do. You need to come to my CLE when I do the next one, or just watch it online. I think there, there's some. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's just so many little little things. Oh, and I just wanted to mention. Yeah, I mean, if you want to reach out, um, I'm at Laufer Law Group. Um, dot com, and I'm on Twitter at Laufer Law. So if you're an attorney and you have a question, you could always uh, tag me or you know you know, email me or whatever from the website. All right. And I'll try to help you out. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that fits in because we're at the Q&A part of our of our show today. So if anybody has any questions for Andrew right now, start getting them together to put them in the comment section and and he'll answer them today. Uh, Is that right, Andrew? I will try. I have a basketball practice that I help, you know, coach this team. So uh, we got that going on a little bit later, but I will, I will get to it. I will get to it. Perfect. Perfect. And while everybody's getting their questions together, now is the place where we have a little tiny sponsor break. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just going to tell everybody a little bit about Wade Nurse Consultants and how they can uh, help you when you have those medically related cases to deal with. And without a review and summary of medical records, it might be harder to know if you should take that case. And here at Wade Nurse Consultants, we give a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medical cases. And I do that by using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of medical case screening. So if you're watching this and you have your own nurse paralegal on the payroll, this isn't for you. But if you do have some back screening or uh, uh, backlog of medical case screenings that you need to get to, or if you need some clarity on medical issues, 
so you can free yourself to focus just on the legal strategies in your case. Here's what you do. Right now, we are offering a free 20-minute medical case strategy call to help you hone an efficient, timely, and cost-effective routine around your medically related cases. So you'll find in the description box of this YouTube channel a link where you can click and schedule that call. Now back to Andrew and our Q&A. So let's take a look, Andrew. In the comments, do we have any questions yet? Not really. So, but that happens sometimes here. So what I usually do is include your contact information inside the description box of this YouTube channel and tell everyone that is catching us on the replay to just reach out to you if that sounds reasonable to you. Absolutely. I'm more than happy. I'll do what I can to get back to you. Just give me a little bit of time. All right. All right. He's a busy man. So a busy attorney. So uh, definitely just reach out if you have any questions. And I think we're going to be winding up for today. Thank you again for coming, Andrew. Well, thanks so much for having me, Lisa. This was great. Wonderful. Will you come back in 2022? If, if you invite me, why wouldn't I? Perfect. It's all going to work out then. So in uh, preparing for our closing, just a little reminder that I give everyone uh, to like this YouTube channel and subscribe so you and turn on your notifications so you can know when should you take that case is coming on. If you have any legal nurse consulting questions, feel free to reach out to me. Email me, lisa at wadenurse.com consultants with an s.com and just watch us next week we'll be on monday 5 15 eastern standard time for another episode of should you take that case and thanks again for coming andrew thanks again for having me lisa all right bye for now bye <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.waitnurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 